Hey everybody, it's T with the UFOs Want to Tell You Something. So, I just thought I'd give you guys a little bonus episode. Um, I got an interview coming up with Preston Dennett tonight, so that'll be on here tomorrow. My first episode was kind of crappy, you know, you had to sit through a whole regression without me breaking it down, although it is out there now, so I'm glad that the regression is more accessible to people who want to listen to it. I just thought I'd give you a bit of a bonus episode, so I'm going to go into why it's called the UFOs Want to Tell You Something. So in about 2008 or so, Ancient Aliens came out. That really got me into ufology. Um, I would watch that with my father. That was one of our pastimes, actually. Me and my dad, that brought us together. We would sit there and we would watch ancient aliens, discuss things, have a good time, father-son stuff. I really enjoyed that. And in 2009-2010, I'm a little shaky on exactly when it happened. Um, I had this weird dream where I flung out of bed straight up, ran to the window, looked outside, and I see... Well, a tiny UFO in front of the front yard. It's got its lights blaring and everything. And I glance over to the walkway, and coming up the walkway is a faceless, big, black-eyed white person. Really skinny. So I ran to the door, flung it open, and I kind of did like a tackle move. And next thing I know, everything goes black. Now, while most people would take that and say they're an abductee. I can't say that. You know, I was watching a lot of uh, UFO stuff. I was watching a lot of ancient aliens. I think it just had an effect on me. Now, it was still an odd dream. And it's not just me that has that. Okay, so that's part of what this is about. It's not just about being abducted, which I don't think I am. It's also about the perception that comes with it. So that was obviously a dream to me. And yet some people can have these situations where they know it's not a dream. This happened to them. Another example is when I was 16, so this was about 2006. And I remember falling asleep and this blue light appeared in the room I couldn't move, my body started shaking, I mean, I literally felt my teeth vibrating, it was really weird. I couldn't move and I just screamed out, and next thing I know it's all over. Now that's obviously a case of sleep paralysis, but again, it seems like an alien abduction, but at the same time you could just write it off as that, and I know the difference, and I feel like most other people do as well. So even prominent ufologists have alien dreams. That's a given. You know, they're doing a lot of research into it, just as I was. A good example is um, Jordan Hoffer, when he was writing Evolutionary Ufology, as well as Little Gray Bastards, both books that I recommend, some of my favorites. He explains that he suffered from possible hallucinations and bad dreams as a result of writing those books. He states, many strange... Pa- Perhaps paranoid coincidences occur when you write a UFO book. I suffered from nightmares and hallucinations while writing Evolutionary Ufology. 
now it's happening again and this time it's not just me in gray crosshairs but david as well referring to the author david barker who also helped him write little gray bastards suffering from the same bad dreams and hallucinations furthermore stating the grays are in full control i have not been sleeping well i have been frightened and confused he then makes a reference to close encounters of the third kind and being watched by invisible entities so the question is is it simply dreams or something else in my case there are dreams I can tell the difference and you know again I feel like most other people can tell the difference too so the psychological explanation of people having dreams and not being able to explain it or sleep paralysis you know and every alien abduction comes down to that that's simply just not a fact so in 2017 I had another UFO dream you know it was the end months of 2017 I don't remember specifically when it was I do have it written down just not the exact date but I remember falling asleep and then awakening to seeing a cylindrical object flying past my apartment window it was flashing blue lights on the front and yellow lights in the back the UFO then turned slightly and started coming towards our apartment closer then I heard something akin to like radio chatter or like pilot speak you know when they're in the plane it was really weird at this point I noticed that the window was um, becoming distorted and growing outward and then the ceiling disappeared just to see the UFO fly over us after the whole dream took place of course I picked it apart and debunked it you know that's kind of what you got to do in a situation like that it obviously was a dream there's no other way to say that actually happened so in my opinion again it's a dream yeah, a couple more details to it. I mean, we always kept our blinds closed, so it was a little odd that the blinds were open. And when I woke up, of course, they were still closed. And while I was having the dream of the chatter and stuff, I actually was cognitive and said how odd that I'm hearing radio chatter. Now, this is all as I was dreaming. So again, back to the main point of this people know whether they're dreaming or whether they're having an actual experience I was able to tear this apart during my dream and then verify it in the morning so I'm familiar with the subject of UFOs which is why I can look at this and you know some of the details are a little gray white guy walking up to me for example coming up to my door seeing a small UFO or even seeing one fly over the house I'm familiar with the subject I always have to write it off even if I was taken, punched in the face by an alien, I gotta write it off because I'm too familiar with it. Now that being said, there is only one that I cannot write off. And it is only vague, and that's from being a very small child. Now, throughout my life, I've always done this weird thing with my fingers where I put them together. And that's because I felt, as a child somehow, almost like, it's hard to explain. And again, I don't think I'm an abductee. But almost like I had a needle between them and felt it sliding towards me. And I could never replicate how small that needle was with my fingers. And I always did this weird thing where I put my fingers together and almost imagined that sensation all over again. 
But again, this could be due to me being at a doctor's at one point as a child or something like that. But this is an odd sensation. I do want to specify that. I still do it with my fingers, where I press them together as hard as I can. Both hands, and I just, I can't replicate it. So on August 8th of 1983, Michael Shermer, the notable skeptic, which, you know, I seen him on a TV show. He's actually a very nice guy. He's just extremely skeptical. Participated in a 3,000 mile bike race, a race across America stating it's a rolling experiment on stress, sleep deprivation, and mental breakdown. He's also quoted as saying, I vowed to ride sleepless in 1983 until I led or collapsed. And to his note, you know, he actually did do that. He rode 83 hours with no sleep, as well as riding nearly 1,800 miles nonstop. He's also quoted as saying, I was falling asleep on my bike, so my support crew every rider has one, put me down for a 45 minute nap. When I awoke, I got back on my bike. But I was so sleepy that my crew tried to get me back into the motorhome. It was then that I slipped into some sort of altered state of consciousness and became convinced that my entire support crew were aliens from another planet and that they were coming to kill me. So at this point, we'll take a look at this and Again, Michael Shermer, he's a skeptic, like big time. He is one of the head authors of, and maybe even owner of the Skeptics magazine. He's trying to write off alien abductions. That's what he's doing. Now, to his credit, again, he went a long time. Badass. You know, he rode a long distance, 83 hours, no sleep. I got to give him credit on that, but it still does not add up to, again, like the Betty and Barney Hill abduction we just went over, or Terry Lovelace, Whitley Strieber. There's many. There's thousands of abduction reports. It doesn't explain most of them. So all these things being noted, let's look at the difference, okay? When you're falling asleep, or you're already asleep, okay, and you're dreaming about falling, you know, and you're about to die, you wake up. During an alien abduction, on the other hand, that's not always the case. You know, you're not always cognitive of every little bit of the abduction, but some people are. And these horrifying experiences in some cases, people are going to wake up. And they don't seem to do that, so... You also have to look at the clarity of their abductions, you know, they can go into extreme detail. As well as the similarities with the other abductions, those aren't just dreams. And that's just when people are sleeping, or about to go to sleep, like in their bedrooms. That's not always the case, like Betty and Barney Hill, for example, they were driving home. So I mean, you gotta look at the scenarios too. Now there's certain things in abductions. For example, the premonitions kind of thing, like they take you on a tour of the ship in some cases and then they show you disasters that are going to happen and give you a warning. So this is a part that goes against the skeptics to a certain degree because with pop culture, that's not often in the movies. 
things. You know, they don't report, hey, here's a vision of your world blowing up or a city being destroyed with dead bodies everywhere, as an example. That's not in the movies. That's just what they're reporting from the abduction. So that's not a popular culture reference, which we're going to do an episode on that as well. So let's get into why it's called the UFOs want to tell you something. So back in 2018, 2019, I was going to school being auto tech. Nothing too impressive. It was just a, you know, a certificate program. But, you know, I busted my ass at it. But at the same time, I was doing a lot of UFO research. And, you know, I was doing a lot of talking on the forums, debating people, having just normal conversations. I always listen to my podcast. It was a constant for me. It always has been. I'll be doing something, listening to a podcast, or doing something and have a little notebook with me and writing down notes. I've got a ton of notes. At least a couple hundred. And it's really weird, but I can't accumulate them and put them together. It's hard to do. It's back on track. I started wanting to focus on school more, and I told myself, okay, in order to focus on school a little more. My grades were still pretty good, B's and C's. I wanted to make sure that I got super good at what I was doing. So I decided to back off the UFO research just for a little bit. And that's when all of a sudden the odd dream happened. So in the beginning of the dream, everything was black and white, like a 1950s sci-fi movie. It's really weird. There were two older women in the middle of the street, and one of the two I couldn't see very clearly or make out, but this was because my eye was on one in particular. She had her hair curled like a 1940s or 50s, you know, like bouffant style, like Betty Hill as an example. She wore a dark coat with fur around the neck, and big black sunglasses. She then pointed to the street and approached me and said, did you see the UFOs? This was followed by, the UFOs want to tell you something. As I looked into the street, I saw a UFO barely hovering over the ground. It was bobbing, side to side, in a very sci-fi, woo-woo, UFO aspect. Now this went on for maybe 5 to 10 seconds. Doesn't seem like a lot, but over a long, you know, over a dream time, it is quite a bit. My attention is then pulled to the horizon, and everything is back in color. It looked like there was a sunset, but there were dark clouds in the sky as well. Over the mountain I saw three distinct red balls of light shoot up and go over the mountain. And this was in a triangular formation, so it was really weird. While all this was taking place, I had a clipboard and a pen in my hand, writing it down. I was documenting it, and I was excited. I was almost living this. Now, oh, oh, this is odd. That is why the UFOs want to tell you something. It was me telling myself not to stop my research because there's something about this that I can get a hold of. This was not a UFO experience. It was me telling myself that. Now, there's quite a few very odd aspects, as you can see in there, but again, that is why the UFOs want to tell you something. There's always something about the subject. You just got to reach out there and grab a hold of it and make sense of it. 
There is one more uh, dream that I forgot to mention. It is again around, oh, I think about the 2010 mark. And I was asleep and I woke up and I see this ball of light in my in my closet and it shoots toward me and the ball of light face turn the face of the ball of light turns into a gray alien's face again it's because of my familiarity with the subject it was just a dream but again if I can tell these things then most other people can as well so they know if they're being abducted Obviously, there's physical marks on them, like scoop marks and stuff like that in some cases. Things are a little different. So that's why the UFOs want to tell you something. Now, tonight I'm doing an interview with Preston Dennett. So that'll be on here later or tomorrow. Feel free to subscribe and like his stuff on Facebook and YouTube. Really notable author. Love his work. He wrote Onboard UFO Encounters, UFOs in the Drive-In, a lot of good stuff. I also want to give a shout out to the Ghoulies for the intro and outro music again. Like and subscribe them on Facebook and YouTube. And I do have a YouTube page up. I don't really got anything uploaded on it yet, but I'm going to have that interview with Preston Dennett on there as well as put that on the podcast. And I did create a Facebook page, so feel free to check that out. It's The UFOs Want to Tell You Something. If you want to appear on the podcast or just send me your stories and let me tell them, you can be anonymous if you'd like. Just shoot me an email at theufos at yahoo.com no spaces no capitals it's theufos at yahoo.com um feel free to spread the word guys i'm trying to make it out there and trying to get my work out so i appreciate it keep on listening just remember the ufos want to tell you something and keep on kicking it <laughs>